This is the GGC Life Podcast. So I want to talk about the Father Heart of God a little bit, but let's pray. Father, we thank you that you would help us to hear your word and to receive an impartation of your heart more than anything, that we get to know how you are God as our Father, truly our Father in heaven, we, we, that we, we really get to know your heart. But Father, to know you, to know you as a person, as a father, as a daddy. So pray, Lord, show us your heart this morning. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Just, yeah, take your seats. Just remember, the fathering you have, even your desire for a father and a, a good father, that comes from God the Father. He came up with your whole idea of family. Think about that. He came up. He designed father and mother. He designed a father's heart to love his children the way he does. Sometimes we are so busy living our life, we forget to live in the moment and, and enjoy the very things that God has given us. I want to talk a little bit on, on the father heart of God, but I want to try to come at different angles. Um, but I just want to read you something from Malachi chapter 4, verse 5. It says, Behold, I'm going to send you Elijah, the prophet, before the coming of the great and terrible day of the Lord. He will restore the hearts of the fathers to their children and the hearts of the children to their fathers so that I will not come and smite the land with a curse. So he's, he's saying that the spirit of Elijah will come in the last days. And we, we saw it also as a type, John the baptizer. He came and he preached um, repentance, but he, he prepared the way for the Lord. He prepared people's hearts. One of the things that was on John the baptizer was to bring people's hearts back to the Lord. But once you brought your heart back to the Lord, then the hearts of the fathers will be turned to their children. This is what revival looks like. And then the, because the hearts of the fathers are turned to their children first, then the children's heart respond back to the father. And that's true of Jesus. This is talking about the terrible day of the Lord. The Lord came. And, and, but it's also talking about the last days. I believe there's a spirit of Elijah released. But one of the great moves of God that's going to happen in the last days is the hearts of fathers towards their children. But it's hard for a father to love their children correctly and properly if we don't know how to receive the Father's love. And I, I want to also speak to people that never had fathers or maybe never had a dad or, or maybe you had a dad that was there, never really there. Like this really what that's showing is like in, be there in the moment. Don't, like sometimes you come home but your mind's still at work and your kids need you emotionally. The kids need you and you can never take those years back. And if you're older and you've had kids and they've grown up, this would impact you. Because you look at how fast the years go by. by. Just what was, do you remember the, the little day, the, the days when the kids were so little and they just grow up so quick? And you look back and, go, and you can't take those moments back, especially if, if we weren't there. But I want to show you something about if you never had a father, never had a dad. I think my understanding, I, I, think, I, I thank God for my physical dad and I think he, he did his absolute best in loving me the way he did. But I lost my dad at 22. And, and my dad didn't know Jesus until hopefully right near the end. He died young at 55. And so I know my dad tried to love me the best way he knew how. It's the best way I can explain it. And if he, if he didn't know intimacy with his father, like I'm talking about real father-son bonding, if you don't know that, it's hard to give what you don't have. So the first part of, of healing is don't blame your dad. 
If you're, going to, if you're going to get a revelation of the father heart, is what I'm trying to get at. Even if you never had a dad. If you never had a dad. And even, I was sitting there thinking, what about the dads that have physically abused them? Even then, you've got to go, Father, he didn't know any better. Release forgiveness. Because you've got to start with the father heart of God. You've got to go to the father heart of God. I, I feel I got, my revelation of the father came when I became a, a, a Christian at the age of 19, gave my life to the Lord, but it's been a long journey. I'm still learning to know the Father's heart. 35 years later, I'm still getting a deeper understanding of the Father heart of God. Our God in heaven is a Father. He's a Father. Think about that. By nature, He's a Dad. He's a Father. The fact that we've got the fatherly inclinations as a, as a, fa- as a dad, physical dad, is because the Father is. And if you've never known, this is what I want to speak into, if you've never known a father's love the way you should, and, and the majority of us, I mean, really, all of us have come in broken homes. So there, to some degree, we've had broken homes. No one's had a perfect dad. No one's had a perfect mom. True? Because we've all fallen. The Bible's clear about that. So we, none of us had a perfect upbringing. So we all grew up broken. And we, the Bible's really clear that we, um, we're all spiritually dead as well. That means we're dead to God in our spirit. We might look and cry out to him at times in trouble and when we're, our life is a mess we might cry out to God but, but in essence our spirit is dead to God and we have to have a new birth. We have to have a, a new birth called a new creation in Christ. God resurrects your dead spirit and raises you back to life and then you have a relationship with God because his spirit and your spirit that was dead can come alive when you put your faith in Christ Jesus. When he died on the cross, he did it for you. But if we didn't grow with a loving father, uh, there's something about a father's love that fills your tank up. Let me explain it this way, it's simple terms. Fills your tank up, your emotional tank. You just get filled, filled. filled. And the best way I understand love, it, love creates security. Complete security as a person. Wholeness. When you don't have that love, you grow up with insecurity. You also grow up with not believing in love. You don't trust. And this is normal. If you didn't have an upbringing, that, you know, like a loving father, then you, don't know, you, you, you struggle to trust. And that's why a lot of children in the Lord go from one church to another church to another church to another church because they don't know how to trust. Every time they get hurt, they get up, they don't trust, and they get up and move on. And they just repeat that cycle over and over and over. If you can only just say, you know what, God, if you placed me somewhere, I'm going to stay there through thick and thin. Because you've got to learn how to trust. Because love is trusting. Even when people make mistakes, even when people, you know, are broken. Um, Paul, I mean, I mean, you can agree with me, we're living in a fatherless generation. Worldwide, this pandemic is worldwide. Fatherless, broken homes, divorce. You know, it's just, just it's, it's a fatherless generation. Paul, the apostle, um, says in, I think it is, I'm trying to find it, First Corinthians chapter 4, that you have 10,000 teachers, but not many fathers. But Paul goes about himself, but I gave you birth through Jesus Christ. In other words, you're my son in the Lord, because you've got 10,000 teachers. There is, and there's, you're not short, there's no shortage with teachers. Everyone wants to teach and instruct, but fathers lay down their life. Fathers actually care about the, the children or their sons and daughters way more 
and they'll lay down their life. And if you don't know what that looks like, again, let's go back to the story of the Word of God, the story of the Bible. Believe what the Bible says. This is how I understood the, the Father's heart. And I got to experience it by once I, got, I had my own children as well. And I, re, and I had to just remind myself, Lord, if I love my children that much, how much more do you love me? Time and time again, my mind had to get renewed because when I did first have, you know, I mean, the first time I ever held Leon in my arms, and I was, it's a baby, it's a miracle, just the, the birth itself, a miracle. But then when you hold your baby son and you go, wow, I can't live for myself anymore. Biggest revelation was I've got to live for you. I've got to lay down my life for you. That's a father. And that means time, sacrifice, energy. That means everything. But God the Father has done that for you. And if you don't know that, that love, you've got, to th- you've got to realize your Father in heaven does that. Imagine watching your son go through a cruel death because he valued you so much. Me choosing to take my, one of my sons there, you're going to go through a cruel death on the cross, become sin of the world because I love them so much. That's what the father had to go through. The father loved you so much. You're so valuable to him. Even if you never felt love, experienced love, even, even encountered love, the father has done that for you. And again, if we get hurt, if we've been hurt with our parents and our dad or our dad has neglected us, rejected us, abused us, and there's built up anger, frustration, even unforgiveness, even to the point some people blame God. Why did you let me be born in this family? Why did this happen? If you really love me, why did you stop the abuse? God is so holy and pure, he gave people a free will. That points to the holiness of God, that he can't break his word and take a free will away. But you can forgive. But it starts with you opening up and my, me opening up my heart to the love of the Father and actually believing the Father loves me. I can't explain it any other way, but you just find this security, this wholeness, because perfect love casts out all fear. Perfect love. So, so, so you and I have to, I believe, encounter his love. And you are, in, you are emotional too. You know that. You, part of you is emotional. So we're spirit, soul, and body. God gave us emotions. We don't live by emotions. We don't get led by emotions. But emotions are good when you go along with the ride. But I walk by faith. But there are times where God does touch my emotions. And I, I, I'm, it's not just because I'm Italian and I cry easily. But, but it's because I allow myself for the Lord to keep my heart tender. It's easy to get proud and arrogant and harsh and tough and and I just think I have to show a tough exterior. That's the world's way of doing things. To understand the Father's love starts with understanding His redemption for us. And, and, and again, the more you see this, the more you understand this, in Ephesians chapter 1, which we've been reading it talks about the Father himself adopted us. But when he adopted us, that means he perfectly adopted us. It says that Jesus redeemed us. To redeem something is to pay a full price of ransom and to rescue you. I love this picture that if God rescued us, when God does the rescuing, he rescues you 100% completely doesn't leave you half unrescued it doesn't take you the Bible actually says he's rescued us from the kingdom of darkness it's in Colossians chapter 1 and translated us into the kingdom of the son that he loves 
Now we're, now we're no longer in that kingdom of darkness because he rescued us from that. Now I'm in the kingdom of the son he loves. I'm a part of the family now. And so going back to our, you know, getting touched by God the Father, by emotions, sometimes you just have encounter after encounter. After, and we need these encounters. We, get encou- we encounter his love and he melts us. And it's okay to weep and cry, but it's not a, woe is me, something's wrong with me, oh, whoa, whoa, or self-pity or guilt or shame. No, it's, God, you're so good. God, you're so loving. God, you love me so much. And you weep out of this love that he loves me so much. Because my brain can't comprehend his love. But I'm trying to catch up, if that's, if that's the right word, because I didn't grow up with it. And I'm trying to receive and renew my thinking to God's love. So in Ephesians chapter 1, it says, verse 5, He predestined, predetermined, that means God the Father predetermined us to adoption as sons through Jesus Christ to Himself. That word son, is He made us His children according to the kind intention of His will. I love that. Just that this is those beautiful words. He did this according to the kind intention of His will. He came up with the idea. He came up with the plan. He came up with the whole plan of redemption. Times in my walk with the Lord, I've struggled to get into his presence. And I've said, God, I just feel like, oh, there's a big, diff, you know, big gap between me and you. I feel like the spiritual wall. And, and it usually is my guilt, my shame, the way I see myself, the way I've, I feel dirty, I feel yuck because of what I've just done. And, and the Lord just says to me, Leo, he goes, I welcome you into my presence. And the Lord, you welcome me? Yes, Leo. Who came up with the idea of your salvation? I said, you did. Did you know you even needed salvation? No, Lord. And he goes, I came up with a plan. I came up with the redemption. I came up with everything. It was to the good pleasure of my will. To the good pleasure of my will. Ephesians says, to the praise of the glory of His grace. Here it says, to the, the, the kind intentions of His will. Ephesians is full of it, saying He came up with the idea is to the praise of the glory of His grace. And I love this. When God comes up with an idea and He comes up with a plan of redemption, He completely, completely, perfectly saves you. Think about that for a second. This is how you accept this. This is how you know that you're loved. This is how you know I'm forgiven. I've got redemption. I've arrived. I don't have to arrive one day. I don't have to, if I clean up my life, then I'm arrived. No, God says, I love you as you are. When someone else pays the price for you, that's Jesus who paid the price for you on your behalf, that means you're right with God through faith in Him. Jesus did not have to die for His own sins. He died for your sins and He died for my sins. This again reflects and demonstrates the love of God. What father... If, if you had to, if your son was dying, your daughter was dying, and you had to give your liver up, your kidney up, part of your body up, or even your life to keep them alive, who wouldn't do it? A father would do it. That's, that's, oh, that's normal. Well, that's exactly what the father did in Jesus. It's exactly what Jesus did for us. Willingly gave his life. How do I know he loves me? Because he gave his life for me. I love him because he first loved me. But I've got to accept my... I've got to open up my heart and believe that he loves me. That's what changes a person. You're not going to get changed by one, just one moment. That, that, that starts it. But now you're in a journey with a relationship with the Father that continues it, not just on this earth, but forever. In heaven, you will be forever changing into his glory. You won't just start, stay stagnant. 
Your revelation of the Father in heaven will go for eternity. That's what makes heaven heaven and what makes heaven exciting. You will continually grow in his glory, his magnificence, in his love. There's a lot of things I can say about fathers and sons, but I just want, I want, to under, I want us to understand the adoption that he adopted you into himself. It says in verse 6, To the praise of the glory of his grace, which he freely bestowed to us in the beloved. So you're, you're, you're part of the family. You're part of the beloved. I don't feel like it. I don't feel like that sometimes. When I wake up Monday morning, I just feel a bit yuck. Well, it's perfect time not to go by your feelings. And go by faith in what he's done for you on the cross. And it goes on to say, In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace. In him we have redemption. Redemption is to be bought back. He paid us back. How do I know the Father loves me? He paid the price for me. Completely. And if we haven't got time to go into it, but Hebrews chapter 8, chapter 9, chapter 10 is a very clear teaching. Not with the blood of bulls and goats from the old covenant. The old covenant just covered sin. It, it had to, in other words, every year the high priest had to go again with the animal of, of the blood of a bull and a goat and an animal and go into the Holy of Holies. Once a year, he had to do it all the time, again and again. Why? Because the sin wasn't, um, it was just covered, it wasn't taken away. But in Christ, He's not with the blood of bulls and goats, but with his own blood, Jesus went into the Holy of Holies in heaven. Not the one made with hands, but the one made without hands. That's talking about the Holy of Holies in heaven itself. Jesus, as the Son of God, representing mankind with his pure blood that he walked on the earth with, with he comes into heaven and pours out his blood at the altar, altar of the mercy seat. And then he gets glorified and he gave all authority under heaven and earth to his body. You know, he came back, gave the authority to the church, and, and then he came and he went back and raised into heaven and sat down at the right hand of the Father. Sat down. There's a man. I know, God, I know Jesus is fully God, but Jesus also became a man to represent you to pay the price on your behalf. There's a man in heaven that represents your righteousness. Does it make sense? Seated at the right hand of God Almighty, he's your righteousness. You can have faith in He's your right. When you mess up, He's still your righteousness. You repent, ask God to forgive you, get up and walk into His presence as if you didn't sin. That honours what Jesus did on the cross. Because He's at the right hand of God in your place, on your behalf, identified Himself with mankind so that you can come before the Father and experience His presence. If it, this gospel didn't do that, this gospel is not the true gospel. If this gospel doesn't give you a right to come before the Father, then you have to earn it and be good enough. That's what I'm trying to say. If this gospel doesn't work, you have to be good enough to earn it, don't you reckon? And if you had to be good enough, none of, none of us could. Because how good is good? You have to be 100% perfect. That's how good you have to be to get before a holy God. 100% perfect. No man could. No woman can. It's impossible. God knew that. So he goes, I know you're spiritually dead. I know you can't come to me in your own strength. I'll come to you. I'll pay the price completely. Amen. This is understanding the love of our Father. Being fully persuaded that he did that for me. So can you hear that I have value? I know I'm valued because I believe this. 
Oh, but Leah, you, you, you must have had a really good dad. No. My dad didn't know how to love me the way he could have if he knew the Lord. He didn't know the Lord right to the end of his life. So I didn't have that. But I've, known, I've walked with the Father and, and, and He's changing my life. And He can change your life. Even if you had a bad dad, even if you had a dad that abused you and, and, and just didn't reflect the Father's love at all, you can say, God, show me your love. Renew my mind. Let me experience you. Let me encounter you. I'm, so, so, What's the word? You, you constantly look at the Father. That's who you imitate. Amen. There's a lot of things a father does. If you're going to be a good dad, you, you, you're willing to lay down your life. A good father presences himself with his kids. And so as a, if you're going to be a good dad like that, you know, let me enjoy the moment. Let, let me be in the moment because you, be, you want to presence yourself with your kids. Even physical, but the Father has actually done that with us. He made the way, the whole redemption, you know, the whole adoption, the redemption, the forgiveness, and then He filled us with His Spirit is so that God could dwell with us. God actually, He's a good Father, so He actually presences Himself with His, with his presence, with His Spirit. Even this morning, I don't know, but in the, in the worship, I thought, I was experiencing his presence. I was feeling his presence. I, could, I, I was drawing close to him. He's drawing close to me. I can experience him. And yet I know there's people in this room don't, did not receive or did not experience to the degree that I experienced. What's the difference? Just openness. Years of believing. Years of following. Years of laying down your life. Years of getting to know him through revelation. But yet... If you're open, you can experience just like that because you, you don't have to do anything to earn it. Amen? This is good news. It actually sounds like good news, doesn't it? It, it really, sh- the word gospel means good news. It should sound like good news. You're telling me, Leo, that I don't have to do anything and God did it all for me? Yes. You're telling me that I'm valued by God and He loves me the way I am? Yes. And He's got a great plan for you and wants to grow you into Himself. He wants you to have your eyes open to His goodness. Why? You ask yourself this question. Why aren't we open to God's goodness and to His love? It's because we don't believe it. We don't believe in love. And it's because if we didn't grow up in a family or being loved unconditionally, so you, just, you get to a place where you're insecure, fearful, and if, you haven't been, if your heart hasn't been... Um, your tank hasn't been filled with love, you go around looking for love and it's always in the wrong places because of insecurity. That's why when you love your daughter the way you should love your daughter, your daughter should realize I would never marry a man that doesn't love me the way my dad loves me and values me. That becomes a standard. But if I treat my daughter like she's nothing, she's, and I treat her bad and everything, she'll end up finding a man that'll treat her like that. That's how it happens. I'm, I'm really going after people that have turned their hearts off because they've never known love. You've closed, you've closed your own heart up to the Father and you just, I'm not lovable. I don't know if he loves me like that. Because you're going by experience, you're going by feelings and you just, just go by faith and it'll, it'll flip it around. Go by faith, just believe what Jesus has done for you. 
take it personal. This is for you. If there was no one left on the planet to have died for, I'm telling you, I'm totally convinced of his love. He would have done it just for you. That's how valuable you are. Not, not the 8 billion people that are on the planet. You know, 8,000 million people. You get lost in that number. I'm not talking about, I'm talking about you, the only one left. No one else to have died for. Jesus would have come down to this earth, lived 30 years, die that cruel death, just so you could be forgiven and brought back to himself. Amen. So we learn what it is to be a father. I'm going to bring it to a close. I want to to ask the fathers, again, let's just be humble and and real and just receive. I mean, even if it's someone else, just give you a, a prophetic word. Sometimes someone giving you a prophetic word, giving you the life, giving you the, the way God sees you, it can change your whole life. But let's be humble and be hungry. Um, as I was saying about God's fatherly love, let's open up our hearts to his love. And not just from this today, not because it's just Father's Day. Take it away and be like this rest of your life. You know, be like this rest of your life. Keep your heart humble. Keep your heart tender. Keep your heart growing. Keep your heart hungry to know this beautiful Father. So it still blows my mind that, yes, God is almighty. God is all-powerful. God shines. God the Father sitting on His throne shines brighter than a thousand suns that He's created. And yet He's a dad. Yet He's a father. And he loves me. And he loves you. So just believe. This is the power of the gospel is believe what Jesus did on that cross. He did it for you. And if there was no one else left on the planet, I'm telling you the good news. He would have done it just for you. So let's not be angry at him. Let's not even push him away. Let's, let's go, God, I want to know you. You, you, are, you are amazing. Beyond comprehension. Bible actually says no mind has understood or comprehended. Talking about human mind. No human mind or fleshly mind has comprehended or eye has seen. No eye has seen, no ear has heard the things that God has prepared for them who love Him. But what's the next phrase? But God has revealed it to them by His Spirit. So no human being could know. In the flesh, in the natural man, let's say it that way. In the natural man, no mind can understand, no eye can see, no ear could hear and understand the things that God has prepared for them. But He has revealed it to them by His Spirit. So by the Spirit of the, of the living God, you can know this God that's unknowable. Because no mind can understand the things that He's prepared for you. If you saw His love, you'd run at Him all the time. If you saw His meticulous planning for eternity and the mansions He's building for you because He loves you to your taste, to exactly what you love. I believe with all my heart, every little thing you do for Him, every little thing, God looks at it and rewards you. The Bible says He'll judge us according to our works. He'll also reward us according to our works. We don't get saved by works, but He will reward you according to all that you've done for Him. Even a glass of water, He says, 
you will not lose your reward. That's the Father we serve. How do I love my kids if I can't be loved by Him? If I don't feel loved, guess what? I'm short-tempered. If I'm internally struggling and, and, and it's all hurting and nobody loves me and I see the world as cruel and yucky, guess what I'm going to be? Cruel and yucky. If I see, you, know, you know what I'm saying? We've got to let this love of the Father change us so we can love our world around us. So I'm going to ask humbly for the, the fathers and the men to, to come forward. And uh, even if you're not a physical dad, let's just pray for you. And the women can pray, like you can stretch your hand for now and pray for these men. We're, gonna, we're just going to have some time of ministry and then we'll pray for the ladies as well. Amen. Come forward. Just come forward. We're going to pray for you. The, the team of leaders is going to come and um, lay hands on you, pray for you, prophesy, and um, just receive this love. Can I say that? Just receive the Father's love. You're not opening yourself to a man's prayer, say, Father, I open up my heart to you. Amen. And as we do that, just as the women, please, won't you stretch your hand towards, if you don't know Jesus and you're in this room right now, you can say, yes, Lord, I believe. Yes, Lord, I give you my life. Yes, Lord, I turn from my sin. I make you Lord of my life. Do that in your, in your own prayer time right now. Just, just say, yes, Lord. It's a beautiful thing to come back to the Father. The Father, I, I believe with all my heart that prodigal, you know, the prodigal son that went off, if you know the story of the prodigal son, the father had to leave him, let him go. But I'm telling you with all my belief and all my heart, I believe the father's, that physical father's heart ached all the time he was absent, all the time he was gone. He ached to the point that he was always looking at the horizon, always looking, possibly my, my son might come back. That's how much he loves you. And then one day he sees him from a far distance. The dad sees his son coming back to him. And what does he do? He drops everything. The Bible says he runs to his son and hugs him and weeps and welcomes him with open arms, gives him his sandals back, his ring back, his place of authority. And you're not a slave because slaves wear bare feet. You're not a slave. You're a son. Here's my, his shoes. We're talking about actually being sons in the father's house, not slave mentality sons so Father let's just, just let the presence of God minister to us right now Father we just thank you that you are here and we want your Father heart to melt us Lord that you bypass our experience bypass our upbringing bypass the neglect the abuse uh, or the rejection we might have felt whatever wrong mindset we've had Father bypass that and Lord release your presence Fill us with your love. Show us your heart. Let us experience your heart in our spirit, in our minds, our emotions, our body. Come, Holy Spirit. Come and bring healing. Come and bring healing right now. Come and bring healing. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Just let the Holy Spirit heal. Some of, some of you are getting memories. And let that, let's say, yes, Lord, I release that. Just release forgiveness. If you have to forgive, just release forgiveness. If a memory comes, and it could be the thing that's holding you back, just say, Father, give me the love to forgive. I just forgive right now. I let them go. I don't blame them. Just release. 
Thank you for healing right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Right across these beautiful men that you love so dearly. Holy Spirit, come and do your thing in our hearts. Melt us, shape us, make us more like Jesus. Thanks for listening to the GGC Life podcast. We hope you feel encouraged. Be blessed.